So everyone is happily situated in Sri Vrindavan Dham. So did you all take Prashad? So Sharanagati. the process of <coughs> surrender so wonderfully described by Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Out of the six limbs, six angas, we have already discussed about Dainya, and Atmanivelan. Now the third aspect is Goptritte Bodon. Gopta, the word Gopta means the Lord and Master. And Goptritte Bodon means accepting Krishna as the Lord and Master. Prabhupada pointed out that although everyone wants to become the Lord and Master, but everyone ends up serving someone else. We see, like practically everyone at some stage is accepting a job and he is accepting his employer as the Lord and Master. He is serving his Lord and Master. we can see that in this age the whole culture is based on becoming a servant. Everyone is trying to become, get a job. Get a job means become a servant. Find an employer to serve. So, although everyone is trying to be the Lord and Master, but everyone is ending up becoming a servant. Whole culture, Prabhupada pointed out, when Prabhupada opened the Gurukul here, during that time, a very important person came to see Srila Prabhupada, uh, along with his three daughters-in-law and a few grandchildren. They came to see Srila Prabhupada. His name was Jayadayal Dalmia. 
the Dalmia Industries, very famous group of industries and very nice person, Jaidal Dalmia. And so Prabhupada was speaking to him and Prabhupada was telling him that he should send his grandchildren to the Guruku. And Prabhupada told him that today's education is simply to make servants, sudras. It's a sudra education. Because the purpose of education is to get a job. Get a job means to become a servant of somebody. And Prabhupada said, your, your children, your grandchildren don't need to take up a job. Rather, your grandchildren will provide jobs for thousands. Your grandchildren need to become leaders. And in order to become leaders, they must know how to lead and where to lead. So Prabhupada was suggesting that, they, that he sent his grandchildren to the Guru. And I saw it was such a wonderful analysis that today's education is a sutra education. All the education is actually meant for creating sutras. What is the purpose of education? Just to get a job. They want to become MBA. They want to become engineers. They want to become accountants. BSc, MSc. All these are just to get a degree to get a job. Very few are going for independent occupation or self-employment, running his own business. Very few. And so this is our nature. We must be, we must serve, we must become servants. So why not become the servant of the real master? Instead of becoming servants of useless masters, instead of becoming servants of another servant, why not become the servant of the real master? And the real master is Krishna. Shwara. He is the Ishvara of all Ishwaras. Tumi Shwara Brajendra Kumar. Maybe you can discuss that song also afterwards. So we will sing this one. This how to become, how to accept Krishna as our Lord and Master. 
So Bhaktivinoda Thakur is saying, Ki jani ki vale tomar dhamete hoinu saranagato. Kijani ki vale tomar dhamete hoinu saranagato. I do not know how I have taken shelter of you in your holy dham. Tumi doya moi potito pavono potito tarono rato. You are very merciful and you are delivering all the fallen souls. Potito, you are the savior of the fallen souls and you are delivering all the fallen souls. Potito tarone rato, you are engaged in delivering all the fallen souls. You are the savior of the fallen souls and because you are engaged in saving the fallen souls, that's why you have taken this compassion upon me, mercy upon me, and you have delivered me. I have taken shelter of your lotus feet. Bharushayamar ei matronath tumito korunamoy. <clears throat> My only hope, Bharusha Yamar Ek Matronath. Oh my Lord, my only hope is that you are extremely merciful. Koruna Mai, you are extremely merciful. Tabo Daya Patro Nahi Moro Shamo. There is no one as eligible as I am to receive your mercy. I am confident that you will save me, you will deliver me from all the fears and all the suffering conditions. That is why we should take shelter of Krishna. Because he can deliver us. He can save us from the most dangerous situations. Mrittur mrittur namam maham. Krishna, Lord Nishingadev, is the death of death personified. That is what the Lord is. Why should we worry about dying? Why should we be afraid of death when we have taken shelter of the death of death? Amare tarite kaharo shakoti aboni bhitore nahi. No one has the power to deliver me or to protect me or save me. No one can tarite, you know, 
to deliver me. No one has the power or ability to deliver me in this world. Dayalo thakur ghoshona tomar adhamo pamore trahi. O my merciful Lord, you have announced that you will deliver the fallen conditioned souls. Shakolo chariya ashiyachiyami tomar charune nath. Giving up everything, I have come, my Lord, at your lotus feet. Ami nitto dash, tumi paloita, tumi gopta, jagannath. I am your eternal servant, and you are my maintainer. You are my only Lord and Master, gopta. You are my only Lord and Master. You are the Lord of the entire universe, jagannath. Tomaru shakol ami matro dash amare taribe tumi. Everything belongs to you, and I am your eternal servant. Therefore, you will deliver me. Tomaru charon korinu barun amar nahito ami. Now that I have taken shelter of your lotus feet, I am not mine anymore. I have become yours completely. Bhakuti binod kadiya sharon loeche tomarupai. Crying incessantly, Bhakti binod Thakur is saying that I have accepted your lotus feet. Kshomi aparad name ruchi diya palono karuketai. Forgiving all my offenses, giving me the taste of the holy name, please maintain me. Ki jani ki bale Tomar dhame te Koinu sharona Jani ki bale to mar Tumi doyama 
পতিত পাবন পতিত তারণের
आमारे तारिते दयाल दयाल ठाकुरोषणा तो मधम पामरे दही सको छिया तुमार शौको 
आमी मात्र आमारे तारीवे तुमार चरण तुमार चरण आमार नहीं तो
So, did you find out who is your only Lord and Master? Huh? So, how many of you have found that out? So, what are you going to do about that now? Very good. Huh? Now, uh, why should you surrender? Now that is another thing. We surrender because He is going to protect us. The Master must take care of His servants. Now the, our Supreme Master Krishna will take care of us. So that takes us to the next song. What is the next aspect? Huh? Very good. Abhushurukhi be Krishna, Vishash Palon. To have that implicit faith that Krishna will protect me. 
this faith is very, very important. Uh, we should not have any doubt about that. And then only we'll be able to face any situation without fear. We'll become totally free from anxiety and fear. Because we will know, because we know that Krishna is there. Just imagine Prahlad Maharaj. Uh, just a little six-year-old boy. And what is the situation? His father, who was the king of the demons, who defeated the demigods, such a powerful person. The demigods' power is beyond our imagination. A small little arrangement by the demigods, like an uh, earthquake, or tsunami, can we deal with that? Uh, cyclone, tornado, can we deal with that? These are just the, the regular thing that the demigods deal with. They are controlling all the affairs of this nature. Can you imagine how powerful these demigods are? And Hiranyakashipu could defeat the demigods. Demigods have weapons like thunder. Like Hiranyakashipu could deal, not only deal with those demigods, but defeat them. And that person who, is, who defeated the demigods wants to kill Prahlad, his own son. Now consider Prahlad's situation. What, what was Prahlad's situation at that time? What was Prahlad thinking at that time? That's what we will discuss in this song. Tumito maribe jari, ketare rakhite pari. When you want to kill somebody, who can protect him? Who can save him? If Krishna wants to kill somebody, can anybody, uh, anybody protect him or anybody can, can anybody save him? Uh, yes. <clears throat> so, uh, this is the mood of a devotee. If you want to kill somebody, then who can protect me, protect him? So if you want to kill me, let me just surrender to that wish of yours and let me, let me die. <laughs> and because Tabo Icha Bosh Tribhuvan, by your will, the entire th three planetary systems are being controlled. Brahma Adi Devogon Tabo Dash Ogonon Kore Tabo Agaro Palon. The demigods like Lord Brahma, they are your innumerable, innumerable servants. Tabo Dash Ogonon. All these demigods are your servants. And they are 
abiding by your commands tabo agga kore tabo aggaro palon tabo ichha mate joto grohogon abirato shubha shubho phal kore dan it is due to your will due to your wish different planets are giving auspicious or inauspicious results it is not that the different planet planets are actually astrology shows that it is the planets influence that is actually controlling us but here bhaktivinoda thakur is saying that the planets are giving auspicious and inauspicious results simply according to your wish rog shok mriti bhay tobo ichcha mote hoy tobo agya sada baloban disease lamentation suffering death fear all happen due to your wish your order is always the prominent factor tobo bhaye bayu boy it is due to your fear that wind is blowing surjo chandra samudaye and sun and moon and other planets shosho niyamito karjo kari execute their respective duties tumi to parameshwar parabrahma paratpar tobo bash bhakato antare you are the supreme personality you are the source of brahman you are the source of everything and you reside in the heart of your devotee shoda shuddha siddha kam all your activities are always absolutely pure and absolutely perfect and your name is bhakato batsal the maintainer of your devotees bhakato janer nitto shami and you are the eternal master of all the devotees tumi to rakhibe jare ke tare marite pare and if you want to protect somebody who can kill him shakol bidhir bidhi tumi you are the destiny of all destiny tomar charone nat kori ache pranipat bhakoti binodo tabodas hari bol it's all right go to bhakoti binod your servant has come to your lotus feet in order to offer himself bipad hoite shami 
অবশ্য তাহারে তুমি রক্ষিবে এ তাহার বিশ্বাস মাই লর্ড ইউ উইল পজিটিভলি প্রোটেক্ট হিম ফ্রম অল কাইন্ডস অফ ডেঞ্জার্স দিস ইজ হিজ ইমপ্লিসিট ফেথ ইজেন্ট ইট ওয়ান্ডারফুল কৃষ্ণ ইজ দ্য সুপ্রিম প্রোপ্রাইটার কৃষ্ণ ইজ দ্য সুপ্রিম কন্ট্রোলার দেয়ার আদার কন্ট্রোলার্স দ্য ডেমি গডস আর ডিফারেন্ট কন্ট্রোলার্স বাট দে আর এক্সিকিউটিং দেয়ার রেসপেক্টিভ ডিউটিস ডিউ টু কৃষ্ণাস কমান্ড দে আর সিম্পলি অ্যাপয়েন্টেড এমপ্লয়িজ অফ কৃষ্ণা দে ডোন্ট হ্যাভ এনি ইন্ডিপেন্ডেন্ট উইল টু ডু এনিথিং so ultimately it is krishna who is controlling everything therefore if one takes shelter of krishna's lotus feet then how can he possibly have any fear isn't this the most simplest way to become free from anxiety and fear krishna is there Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead. Krishna is the supreme controller. And if I take shelter of him, won't he protect me? Won't he maintain me? So this faith is very, very important. We should have that implicit faith. So uh, the fourth aspect of Sharanagati is this that krishna will protect me krishna will protect me sometimes uh, the fear may arise that well we see sometimes the devotees are meeting some danger devotees are facing some calamity uh, sometimes we see that the devotees are dying but what is the consideration here the body may perish but krishna will positively protect the soul krishna's business is not so much with this body krishna's business is with the soul well krishna will protect the body also but sometimes it may not happen but also uh, krishna may save the body also a wonderful example during the battle with ravan uh, many monkeys died many monkeys died uh, but krishna revived them all in that respect there is a very beautiful uh, anecdote in the ramayan after the battle was over bibishan is coronated so all the great personalities came to attend that occasion indra also came <coughs> so indra came to ramchandra and asked my lord what can i do for you please allow me to do something 
So Ramchandra said, revive all the monkeys who died in the battle, those who died in the battle. Indra said, that's beyond my ability. Uh, I can't bring back the dead. At the most, Lord Shiva can do that. No one else, none of the demigods, not even Brahma can do that. But if you empower me, then maybe I'll be able to do it. So, in this way, Krishna, through these wonderful pastimes, Krishna did not, Krishna himself did not revive the monkeys. It is through Indra, Krishna actually revived all the monkeys. So all the soldiers who died, they all were revived. Not a single one died. So that is the potency of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And sometimes we see that sometimes the devotees meet with accident and they die apparently die. Now what do we have to understand? Sometimes people question that. And the answer is uh, that, uh, that Krishna will protect the soul, will take care of the soul, not the body. Sometimes the body may perish. And in that respect I give an example that sometimes a surgeon in order to operate on the patient, uh, he tears off the, the clothes, the dress, his, uh, his clothes. Because in order to operate, sometimes it may be necessary. In a hurry, uh, he just uh, doesn't wait. He cuts the shirt or coat uh, just to access to that region where he have to operate. Now if somebody starts crying, Oh, my shirt is torn, my shirt is spoiled, my beautiful coat is spoiled. Now the, doc, the surgeon's business is not to, uh, not to take care of the clothes, that's the washerman's business. <laughs> surgeon's business is to take care of the body. Similarly, Krishna's business is to take care of the soul, not, the, not so much the body. So we must have that faith, even if the body has to perish. But Krishna will protect the soul. Even those who are not surrendered, Krishna takes care of them in such a wonderful way. So what to speak of those who are taking shelter of Krishna's lotus feet? Those who are not surrendered to Krishna, though even those who are inimical to Krishna. Krishna is providing all the food that they need. Krishna is providing all the water that they need to drink. Krishna is providing all the oxygen that need to breathe. Even to his enemies he is providing. So what to speak of his devotees? Therefore we should have that implicit faith that I, if I surrender to Krishna's lotus feet, Krishna will positively protect me. Krishna will positively maintain me. Aboshya means positively. 
positively, without any doubt. Rokshibe. Rokshibe means uh, he will protect. Abhusha Rokshibe Krishna. Krishna. Krishna will protect me. That implicit faith, Vishash Palon. We should never ever doubt the result of our surrender. If we sincerely surrender to Krishna, Krishna will take care of us in all respects. And one thing we can notice, when we develop these attitudes, as we are discussing, Dainna, Atma Nivedan, Goptritte Baron, Avoshurokhive Krishna Vishash Palon. It actually purifies us internally. As we develop these attitudes, internally we become, we feel secured. Internally we feel purified. Internally we feel exalted. That is the result of surrendering to Krishna and follow, fo by following these processes. <clears throat> so let's sing this song. Tumi tomari bejare Ketare rakhi te pare Tabo ichabash tribhuba Tumi tomari bejare Ketare rakhi te pare Tabo ichamash tribhuvan Brahmayadi Devogam Tabodasho Yaganam Kare Tabo Brahmayadi Devogam Tabodasho Yaganam Kare Tabo Agarupalam Brahmayadi Devogam 
तब इच्छा मते जत ग्रह गणयत शुभ शुभ फल तब इच्छा मते जत ग्रह गणयत शुभ शुभ फल मृति भव इच्छा मते हव
তুমি তো পরমেশ্বর সদা শুদ্ধ সিদ্ধ ভকত বৎসল না ভকত জনের সদা শুদ্ধ সিদ্ধ ভকত বৎসল না ভকত জনের তুমি তো রাখিবে যারে কেতারে মারিতে পারে সকল বিধির তুমি তো রাখিবে যারে কেতারে মারিতে পারে সকল বিধির তুমি তোমার চরণে না করিয়াছে প্রণিপা ভকতি বিনোদ তোমার চরণে না করিয়াছে প্রণিপা ভকতি বিনোদ বিপদ হইতে স্বামী অবশ্য তাহারে তুমি 
रोक्षी बेताहारो ए पद होते स्वामी अवश्यारे तुम तारे राखीते पारे तब इच्छा तारे मारीते पारे सकलो विधि रवि तुम Hare Krishna you all are such wonderful singers <laughs> thank you hare krishna so maybe you can sing another song now ah <laughs> uh, this morning i mentioned about the prayer by lord shiva uh, which is known as uh, the sidelong glance of shrimati radharani munindra vrindavandite triloko shoko harini prashanna vaktra pankaje nikunjo bhu vilashini it's a beautiful song so somebody requested that i sing this song also today so we will sing that now <laughs>
प्रभूत 
সম্পদালয়ে কদা করিষি হোমা কৃপা
So can you get the translation? I just noticed my our very dear God sister Maluti Mataji just came here and very humbly she is sitting on the floor. Uh, please uh, give her a seat. I think it will be better if Mother Maluti comes on the stage. Mother Maluti, how many of you know Mother Maluti? Yeah. So how many of you want to see Mother Maluti on the stage? <laughs> Mother Maluti is one of the first disciples of Srila Prabhupada. And she made amazing contribution to spreading Krishna consciousness all over the world. She, along with her husband and four other friends, went to London, practically penniless, following Srila Prabhupada's footsteps, and they opened up the preaching outside of America. It is due to their effort that George Harrison became attracted to Krishna Consciousness, surrendered to Srila Prabhupada and helped this movement in an incredible way. Malati Mataji Ki Is there any way to come up here? Please, Mother Malati, please. By the way, Mother Malati also is the first lady GBC of his card.
on the devotee's earnest request. <laughs> Please come and they would like to hear about the early days. Is it, a, is there any step here to move, step up? Ah, okay. <clears throat> oh, you have a companion also, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Please come, <laughs> get another chair. Yes, and there is also one of our early God sisters, practically at the very beginning of our ISKCON movement, Mother Konka Devi Dasi. <laughs> Give her the mic. We'll do the translation afterwards. Uh, have the light on? Do you want the fan? Want the Maliti? Do you want the fan? Do you want the fan? Yeah, okay. Have the fan on and the lights on. We asked her to come up, but she wouldn't. Get another chair, yeah. <laughs> she said she likes the cold floor. <laughs> but it'll be nice. I think what devotees would like to hear about the early days, uh, how ISKCON was, uh, how you all were serving, how you all became attracted to Srila Prabhupada. Uh, Many previous, what we call, bogey yogis, 
people that could speak really eloquently, <clears throat> but behind the scenes they didn't deliver. It means what they spoke sounded good to our foolish ears, but there was no substance. And as they were living their lives off stage, there was a great discrepancy in the words that they would speak on stage. And we could see that, even if we were not the very civilized human beings. So my first introduction to Sri Prabhupada was in late September 1966. And if anybody has read Maharaja's book, Miracle on Second Avenue. He talks how he mentions how he met myself and my boyfriend, who were both living on a tall mountain. We had previously been friends, and my boyfriend Sam, although in the book somehow I haven't changed our names, I'm not quite sure how that happened, but anyway. They had gone to college together, they've been friends. And by some fate of providence, I ended up in the same town they were, in Portland, Oregon. The fate of providence was as a young hippie, I was living in an uninhabited town on the coast of California, above San Francisco. And I decided I would go to Mexico, which was south. So I walked out on the highway, which was a very quiet highway because it was not an inhabited place. And I went like this, means hitchhiking. I wanted to ride. But no vehicles were coming except for big logging trucks. And finally, one vehicle came heading north. And they stopped, and the driver said, hop in. But I'm thinking this vehicle's in the wrong direction, so I hesitated. And the driver said, where are you going? I said, Mexico. And he said, well, how long have you been sitting there? And I didn't have a watch, but I knew it was a long time. And he said, hop in. At least you'll get somewhere. <laughs> so I hopped in. And I ended up in Portland, Oregon. And the driver in the vehicle, who had been on the next, over the next eight hours, <laughs> his name was Sam. And as things were in those days, um, we quickly became boyfriend and girlfriend. And I met Mike and Jan, and Jan's sisters, Joan. And different things happened, but one of them was that Mike went to New York. He was a jazz pianist. And Portland, Oregon was not exactly a place to hit big time. He was hoping to, you know, maybe get some notoriety. So he went with his girlfriend Jan to New York. In the meantime, myself and Sam ended up on the top of the mountain. And during that time there would be correspondence. And at one point we got a letter that told us that they were getting married. No, first thing, first thing, they met a Swami. Okay, we met Swami, so we had to get to impress. 
next letter said they were getting married. And that was a little bit surprising and shocking because in the hippie Santagaya, <laughs> marriage was not recognized as being something you do, so we didn't do it. And then Joan went back to New York. She had gone to assist with her sister's wedding. So on the top of that mountain, we were there looking for forest fires, not realizing the entire world is a blazing forest fire. At that point, we were looking for little tiny forest fires in a great big forest. And we got one day off, and we went to another mountain. When we came back, there was a car, which was really, really unusual because to get to this mountain was a dirt road, very narrow, so nobody came there. And when we went into our little cabin, a little wooden cabin, there were our friends. There was Jan and Mike and Joan. And Jan had started the wood fire, we had a wood stove, and she was cooking something. So we were really happy to see him because it was a very isolated situation. And of course, we couldn't welcome them exactly. They'd already made themselves welcome. But we'd offer, we had thought to offer them something. And so we said, would you like some LSD? And to our surprise, they said no. So then, during the, this was like the first persona. So first time we were on Christmas Prasada, we found out that now they were also vegetarians. And by the way, they had new names. So Jan was Janaki, and Mike was Mukunda. And uh, Joan was still Joan. <laughs> so I was like checking this off, you know, like, wow, this must be a very serious Swami because Mukunda was a very, very thoughtful person. He, he actually wasn't like himself a hippie type. Um, he was, you know, he had a really fun side, spontaneous side, but he wasn't a reckless hippie type like, like myself. So I, I could see something really happened here to make, for them to make these drastic alterations in their life. And then during the dinner, Mokunda said, after dinner, I want to show you some very special books. And this is where I first met Jim Prabhupada, see the Jumad Bhagavad Khan, those three volumes of the first canto that he brought over on the Jaladutta. So he introduced us to Jim Prabhupada to the Bhagavad Khan. And the hippie mentality was open, it was searching. The hippies were looking for peace and love. They were looking for truth and looking for a lot of sense gratification. So things would get very confusing. And in terms of truth and substance like that, you know, God, well, they weren't sure if, you know, there were different opinions. Some opinions, there was no God. In fact, there was a Time magazine cover at the time that said God is dead, because it was a popular notion. And some people said, we're all God. You know, everybody's God. I'm God, you're God. And that one kind of scared me, because I looked at my old life, and I just thought, I'm God, 
this world is doing. <laughs> so I, I had several experiences that assured me there was something bigger than me, but I didn't know what it was. And if it was God, then he couldn't be like me. It had to be something different than us. So I'm looking at this bottle of tongue, and I see on the cover, long on that cover, there's, there's Vishnu with his blue skin, four arms, lying on a snake, and you don't know what it is. Snake is in, and all these other little things, plants coming out. And then there's a flower coming out of his navel with a lotus on the end, and there's a fellow with four heads. So I was like, who is this? And the Kundit was very straightforwardly and so he said, this is God. And I felt some kind of reassurance at this point. He definitely didn't look like us. He didn't, you know, he looked like he did things we didn't do. And then I started looking through the book and it was it. I would say that that's what I did Looking into the pages of something I have no understanding of, but could at the same time understand was very, very deep. And there was one particular phrase that I kept encountering, which kept the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And it seemed over and over, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And it caught me. And I thought, this person, it's done something amazing, you know, when you saw this ancient language, Sanskrit, the word by word, the translation, and then these illuminated purports, this person has something. These other people, they just have words, but this person has something, and it's backed up. You know, I didn't understand Parampara, but I understood that this was coming from a very ancient space. So at that point, I felt like I wanted to meet this person. I wanted to meet this teacher. And Sam always was telling from the beginning of our relationship that we have to get a guru. We need to get a teacher. But I was a typical, less intelligent, foolish American woman, and I would say, I don't want anyone telling me how to live my life. I want to make my own mistakes. So that was my mood for the idea of a guru or a teacher. But after seeing this beautiful Bhagavatam, I accepted here was, here was a person who was a teacher, and I wanted to meet that person. So a few months later, in January of 1967, that opportunity. Actually, during the meeting in the cabin, the told us he was, they were on their way to San Francisco and they're going to start a temple. So,
and uh, we put this in, in a very, very silver way. It's a storefront painted white. <laughs> so, he asked if we would like to come and help him, but we were up on that mountain with a contract with the government, so he said, well, you know, when that finishes. The contract said we had to be there up until the first rainfall, but that meant no more fires. But it, you know, it didn't seem like that would be any time too soon. So we all went to sleep that night with the idea that later we would go down and meet them. But the next morning, I was responding to the call of nature. And in the situation we lived, there was no running water. We just went out to a stream. And there was no bathroom. We just went out to the forest. So I was going outside, and I opened the door, and there was snow all over the ground. So that was really exciting. We could leave. And we went down to San Francisco. And we, you know, nowadays they have in this kind of a lot of what we, like, they use this really fancy word, strategic planning. We didn't know that word, but we started planning. And um, strategically, how to introduce Swamiji to the population of San Francisco. So the first thing we did was make a poster with a picture of Sudhakarapada, Swamiji. Swamiji is coming. And then we just said the mantra, because we didn't know when he was going to come, but you know. Then, <laughs> then we got a, a kind of like a hint that he would be coming in January. You know, Swamiji was coming in. No, first of all, we got an address. So the Swami just had in 518 Frederick Street in Alamantra, with no date. Then we got the date. Swami just had January 17th, 518 Frederick Street in Alamantra. So there was a nice turnout at the airport, and then from the airport to the little small temple. And I mean, I would say the temple was more or less the size of the stage. So you always hear old timers say, Temple was packed. Of course it was packed. <laughs> 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 it's small, but it was packed. And there was, you know, quite a very, very, a very needed audience, mostly hippies. And, you know, hippies are creative, colorful people. Um, sometimes they like to dress up like, famous personality, so there was a lot of Jesus Christ people in the office, in the audience. John Lowe, who was a very famous Apache leader. It was a colorful audience, but there were some suit and tie people and student types. And um, it was also very fragrant because hippies didn't always have access to bathing, so they used a lot of these essential oils, particularly patchouli, so between the patchouli oil and the incense, which in those days we didn't understand the concept of one or two sticks of incense, it's just like the whole pack. So, you know, it was an overhead of a cloud of incense in that little building. So Shura Prabhupada came, and there was just a small wooden platform that Shamsundra had built, and at the last minute, they thought maybe there should be something to sit on, on this small wooden platform. But somebody went out in the street and found a discarded sofa and took the cushion 
and who knows what had gone on in that sofa, but we took that cushion and put it on the platform. And this was the first, he also signed, but we didn't know that word. And then he made a small little thing, a little stand holding books. So he was, he, he accepted that seat, and he was looking out at his audience, and he read a small kirtan, and then he spoke. And considering that the media party audience were the hippie people who were really big into peace, peace and love, just like we say, they occasionally pull our hands. But the hippies would greet each other, peace and love, brother, peace and love, sister. And this was a symbol for the, the peace sign, you know. I don't know, I think we could have a little more of that peace and love these days, but um, that, that, you know, that was the mood, trying to find love. So he started out his lecture, interestingly enough, there is no love in the material world. So that could have been quite, um, quite put off. But he started, uh, personally, I felt relief. Because such, and trying to find, you know, where is this love, where is this love? And you weren't getting it. And what you weren't getting was frustrated and a lot of pain, a lot of despair, a lot of anguish. So it was almost very reassuring. Well, you're looking, but it's not there. But then he started speaking about what real love was and the source of real love, the Supreme Personality of Godhead toward Krishna. And we were feeling, those of us in that audience, from him coming a great love, a great wave of love. And it was not like any so-called love we previously experienced, not even from our parents. And in turn, many of us began to fall in love with him. After that, he had a second care time, and everybody enthusiastically joined in. And then somebody brought him a little plate, plate with cut up apple and orange. We gave everybody just like, you know, this little piece of prasadam. And nowadays, prasadam means, you know, a great big plate and cup and fruit and you know, so many things. But this one little piece of fruit from his mother's hand was the most immensely satisfying prasadam that I ever received. And everybody was feeling it too. Gita, and I, I was already pretty much convinced that he was the man I was looking for. 
I've been praying um, for many years to, to Lord Jesus to please bring me to my true spiritual path. And uh, by the time I got to London, I told my friend, I'm not going to Rishikesh. I'm going to the London Temple. And that's what I call it. And I was uh, very enthusiastic and helped him with the deity worship and did Harinam on Oxford Street and ended up staying there for several months. But then my parents wanted me to come back to the United States. I'd been gone for about a year. And I came home for two weeks. And then I took a bus to Wheeling, West Virginia for the first uh, John Rastomy Festival in Wheeling. And Oh, yeah, I, I was actually, in, the bus went to Wheeling, and then I had to hitchhike to Moundsville, and then in Moundsville I walked up and down the street and asked everyone, do you know the Hare Krishna people? Do you know the Hare Krishna people? And one old elderly man said, I know where they are. And so he said, I'll drive you there. And he drove me to the Augustura Road that went up to the Vrindavan Farm, the new Vrindavan Farm. And um, it was all muddy. So I had to take off my sneakers and throw them on my shoulder and walk up there. But it was John Mastami with Brahmananda and Vishnu John. And it was an interesting time because that was at the time when Shiva Prabhupada just asked them to leave. They were preaching my life philosophy. And uh, I met Bhavananda and Kalika at that um, at that Dhammasi, and I met our wonderful God sister, Gabi Shakti, she was the first person to tell me that after I go to the bathroom, I should wash my hands and my feet and my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that very clearly, and we were, we were in a very remote situation, so we were just washing in a stream. Um, but I, I ended up going back to the Brooklyn Temple, and there were approximately 21 of us in the Brooklyn Temple at that time. Oh, and the reason I didn't stay at New Madonna is because Hari Griva told me that if I wanted to stay, I had to get married. And I was only 19 years old, and I was like, I don't want to get married. Um, I'm looking for Prabhupada. I don't want to get married. But anyway, I went back to Brooklyn, and uh, there was about 21 of us. And we wanted to uh, get initiated so we could do some of the deity worship. And Bhavananda wrote to Srila Prabhupada and he said, he said, I will initiate two or three people. He said, but the rest should wait until I get there in um, July. And uh, he said, but if I had wings like a dove, I would fly there immediately and give you all initiation. So we waited, and there were a couple that um, took initiation. Father got initiation because she was our best cook. And um, a couple other people, um, Rukmini, I think, got initiated. No, she was initiated before, but she got second initiation so she could do the deity worship. So when Srila Papa came to New York in 1971 of July, there was about 60 to 80 people that got initiated, right? They came from Detroit. They came from Miami. Yeah, every day Papa did initiations for three days. He did initiations in the morning, he would do
first initiation, and in the afternoon you would get a second initiation. So I was really fortunate, and I guess because I'd been there for a year and a half, I got first and second on the, on the same day. And I have a question. When I got my uh, Gayatri initiation from Shiro Prabhupada, someone brought him a banana from the fire sacrifice, and he had a rose on his desk. And he took a spoon, and he put some of the banana in the rose, smashed it into the rose, and then he laid it down. But I was too shy to ask him, what, why, what are you doing, or what are you going to do with that? Do you know what he did? No. No? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was, I was wondering if he was going to eat it later. <laughs> Time is so wonderfully spent. <laughs> Everyone is. <laughs> now, Mother Deva Shakti, you have to come up on stage and Doesn't matter. <laughs> Variety is the spice of life. I was just 
ancient scriptures, because I came from a very religious family, and we, we were like different. <laughs> 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 very different. <laughs> so uh, I finally got to the university, and uh, I was 17, 18 at the time. And we had five days before the classes started. I was going to major right away in philosophy. And I decided I would find some book to read during those five days. And I went to their massive bookshop. And I looked everywhere. And I finally found one book that really interested me. And that was called The Bhagavad Gita. <laughs> So I went to my room and I started reading Bhagavad Gita. And the next day I decided I didn't have to go to the university. That this book had everything I was looking for. And I had to find people who, were, who could teach me how to live as Bhagavad Gita was written. So I left. I left the university. And, uh, I went to San Francisco <laughs> because I figured that if anywhere in the world, that's where I'll find people. And now in San Francisco, I found the devotees, but there were no women on the Sankatan party, so I was too shy to speak to the men. And uh, again, I had very different, <laughs> very different backgrounds. So because I was too shy to speak to the men, I went back to my parents' house and started practicing Bhagavad Gita on my own, and chanting Om and everything there was in the, in the Bhagavad Gita. <laughs> and by Krishna's mercy, uh, I found the devotees there in Philadelphia. And they had just come from 26 Second Avenue to open the temple there. They were, there were three devotees, and I was the fourth devotee. So Prabhupada was in the country at the time, but because I was from that city and there were so few devotees, I decided it would be nicer if I stayed and helped them because no one else had joined from there yet. So we went to the schools and colleges and did street sankirtan and everything we could to push on Krishna consciousness there. And very quickly they wanted me to get initiated because I was the only girl, so they needed someone to cook and do Pujari work. So a month and a half, uh, they had the right to qualify. He initiated me by letter. And Gurdas, um, he performed our marriage sacrifice and the, and the initiation ceremony. And Gurdas, that night, was leaving to come to India because Prabhupada had told him to, he wanted a temple in Vrindavan. So Gurudas, he said to us, um, Prabhupada wants us to go to Vrindavan and open a temple. Why don't you come and help us? So from that second, the only thing I could think of was like, I have to go and help open this temple in Vrindavan. So very quickly, um, I came here to Vrindavan. And practically my whole life has been here. Since 1974, we've been came here to help Gurudas and Janina. And then uh, we've just been here helping and trying to develop this temple ever since then. That's
Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Madhu Malti, Madhu Kanka, Madhu Deva Shakti. So wasn't it real nectar? <laughs> so now there are some little boys and girls who will come and present some, some wonderful Krishna conscious uh, performance. They are going to recite some shlokas. <laughs> you can keep sitting when they come. Uh, I think they'll just stand here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare.